in a world where achievements and accolades motivate us to do more and be more, we're often left wondering, is this really it? Deep inside, you know there is more to life. You're ready to leave behind the old push your way through and claim the deeper life that's calling you. That's where we excel. We're your hosts, Stephanie Allen and Marin Oslak. And this is the Soulful Leader Podcast. Sit back and relax as we share the shortcuts we've uncovered to help you make shift happen. Welcome to the Soulful Leader Podcast. This is Marin, and I'm here with Stephanie. And this evening, we are talking about our why. It's such a it's actually a very trendy thing right now. And everyone, like you want to know your business why, you want to know your personal why, you ask the five whys and all of this why. And I had a conversation today with a, a young woman who was working with one of her clients and she's a branding expert. And she was asking that of like, what's the why of your business to, to her clients? And she had a really brave soul who said, I don't know. And I wonder how much the rest of us could actually admit that we don't know. Because it is so trendy and everyone I know, when I talk about it, people nod their head and like, they dismiss it because it's this trendy thing, right? It's a, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And we just dismiss it. I know for myself, it's a lifelong conversation. And when somebody says that to me, I, at this point in my life, I stop because I don't have an instant answer. I don't have a quick comeback. And it's not an instant or a quick thing for me. It's a lifelong quest of love. And And so I I think there's um, something very beautiful there of like two things. One, I hear of being okay with not knowing. And not beating yeah. yourself up. And also recognizing that there's something within you that is leaning in. And that's the key part because I, you know, you know, sometimes I can get really triggered. Like people don't know why they're doing something and it's, it's coming from their head. It's coming from just a habitual habit and that's, way of being. They may know no why, presence, yeah. but it may be a, a, like it's something they've figured out or somebody told them or mm-hmm. it was the, the first thing that came to their mind and they didn't look past it. So it could be a both end of like they, they don't know why or they have a why that's not really connected to their hearts, that they haven't, they haven't gone more deeply into that to really develop mm-hmm. it. Like I know myself in certain things, like I'll, I'll say, well, why am I here or why? Why am I doing this? Or why am I in this relationship? Or why am I not doing something? And sometimes if I can honestly say, I don't know why, but if I really presence, and I mean that, what I mean by presence, I mean, if I I don't get into black and white, like I've got to figure this out Mm. because if I don't, I'm screwed. Um, If I don't, if if I let that go of that black and white thinking of like, yes or no, right or wrong, Good like I have to have an answer. Like I have to have it or I'm going to die kind of thing. <laughs> if I can let go and be totally detached and be honest with myself and say, but there's something that's calling me to be present to. 
I can use numerous times. Like, like, I don't know why I'm doing something. I don't know why I said yes to this. And yet there's a deeper part of myself that would say, I wanted, I, I wanted to, it was, I was being called to do something. There was a longing. And there's a longing. There's, there's something that was happening within me. And to me, it's like intimacy, right? Like when I think of intimacy, it's into me, I see. And we tend to look outside ourselves for intimacy, <laughs> but really like that longing is an intimacy. It's, it's seeking for you. And there isn't always a reason of that you have to figure out. I, I call it my three F's. Like if you can just let it go of fixing, forcing, and figuring. <laughs> fixing, yeah, they're F you, right? There's your F you's. You're, <laughs> you're fixing, forcing, and figuring. If you can let those go, then you open up your space. You actually have capacity to then be present to what wants to happen mm. without trying to I would say, you know, the part of me that was saying, oh, you know, years ago, there was a, there was something I was learning from one of our teachers that I just couldn't get my head around. Like, I was like, I cannot figure this out. I, it's, I, so I got on the internet and I started researching it. I started watching YouTube videos. I, you know, I just wanted to figure it out. And I was laughing, you know, we were speaking earlier because I was laughing saying, you know, I think that's my my conscious self was saying I wanted to figure it out, which by the way, your conscious self is only about 5%. You know, mm. there's, we're made up of like 95% unconscious. So, but my deep self was saying, yeah, yeah. Okay. Stephanie, you go, go at her. You just think you're trying to figure it out. And the deep self was saying, keep going because what you're really experiencing is a deep longing to presence this intimacy with this. You're going to call it figure out. We're going to call it intimacy. <laughs> I like what you're saying because oftentimes we do feel a longing and we can't articulate it. So that in itself is a practice of being able to articulate it. And so I go back to this woman today who is brave and saying, I, I, I don't know why I'm doing my business. And there may be something deep in her heart that she can't articulate, or it may be that she's doing the wrong thing. I, you know, I mean, I'm not one who can judge that. And I don't know that anybody is. It's just that that's the, for me, knowing the difference between the two for myself. And when oftentimes, and I think everybody can relate to this, we just know that we know. Something will show up and you're like, I need to be there. Or, you know, like, I need to do that seminar. I need to, and you just, somebody would ask you why. And you could probably come up with 20 reasons and you could come up with no reasons and it doesn't matter because you mm -hmm. know you need to be there. You know that you know. And that's mm -hmm. the, you said that our conscious mind is only 5%. And that's that 95%. And actually it even goes deeper than that. That's the, that collective unconscious. That's our transrational self that's stepping in and saying, go, you need to be there. You don't know why yet you need to be there. So oftentimes not knowing our... Not knowing our why with our conscious mind is a different thing. That means I can't articulate it. It hasn't come out of my mouth fully formed yet. And that's fine. There's a part of me that knows. 
And for me, mm-hmm. that's where I am moving in my life of walking that path of always being able to be where spirit is calling me, where my transrational self says there, instead of my conscious mind, figuring it out, being trained by, you know, advertising and school it, our education system, which was from the old industrial age and from what my parents learned from their parents learned from their parents, you know, like instead of all of the overlays that are telling me what to do, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. really dropping in. I, I love this. I, and and what's coming to mind is like, as you talk about really dropping in, sometimes people will call that intuition. Mm-hmm. And I want to just, you know, speak a little to that because I hear that a lot, especially in the field of where I am in the way of healing and body work and, and healthcare and wellness. We talk about, oh, my intuition is telling me this. And I, I just want to, for those of you who are listening, intuition is great. And intuition is based on our past. It's actually based on our past conditioning, meaning all your skill set and all your awareness and all of the things that you have learned in your life will be able to indicate to you patterns and sequences. And so you start to recognize it. And so you'll make choices and behaviors and habits based on your intuition, which is coming from the past. Mm -hmm. I'm going to just add to that. For an example of that is for me as a, a dancer and a, I've trained myself to both dance and to judge dancing. So when I first started being a judge, I would have to study everybody and it took me a long time. And at this point in my career, when I will step up onto the judging floor, I could say my intuition tells me it's that person, that person, that person. And it's just that I have, Hmm. I have myelinated, I have created these neural networks in my brain and my body that I just know. And it's Mm -hmm. that my conscious mind is slower than my subconscious mind. So my subconscious mind is basically telling me this one, that one, right? And that's intuition. When, When your subconscious mind has taken over because you've done something over and over and over again, that you know it at so so well that you don't have to think about it, that's intuition. And one of the studies that that they've done is they've shown that they take somebody who has got like all of this intuition in their realm and they like nail the stuff, whatever the answers, like 90, 95% of the time. Great. They've got it. They take it, that same person into a realm of someplace, you know, like in say it's for me, uh, you know, in dance, bam, I'm right on. You take me into the financial industry and you ask me to use my intuition and it's no better than a guess. It's brilliant. flipping a coin. Brilliant. Exactly. Because you're totally out of your field. Because I haven't spent mm-hmm. the years of knowing that industry. So I, I can't rely on my subconscious. That's right. There's there's a pattern of process with this. It, it talks about, you know, at first we are unconsciously unconscious. Like we don't know that we don't know. And so that could be in any field of our expertise right now. It's like you learn something new and you go, oh gosh, I know, I don't know that I didn't know this. <laughs> I know that I don't know. Right. And then you move, then you move into going, okay, now I know that I don't know the financial industry. 
Conscious incompetence. Consciously, right. That's right. And so now you say, okay, I, I guess I need to learn some skill sets with that. So now you're going to become consciously competent. So, you know, you're, you're looking at, I'm consciously skill building my whole relationship with finances. So I'm going to become consciously competent. And then eventually you become unconsciously competent, meaning is, which is intuition. Now you can literally pick and choose, you know, what stocks to do, you know, what's going to go up, what's going to down, because you have trained yourself. But what we're talking about when someone says, Hey, what is your why? And you go, I don't know. But I like I don't I can't articulate it, but I know deep down inside myself there's a longing, there's a connection, and I there's no words. What we're talking about there is guidance, and guidance comes from our future. So again, presencing the butterfly to the caterpillar, right? Butterfly language <laughs> versus caterpillar language, two totally different things. If a butterfly came and tried to tell a caterpillar about what life was going to be like, it 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 doesn't understand it because it's never been there. But there's guidance there because deep down in that transrational part of the caterpillar is this knowing that it is meant to transform into that. So I want to just talk about that word transrational because if we look at the two parts of that word, transrational is beyond the rational, it's transcending. And mm -hmm. it doesn't mean Anytime you transcend something, it transcends and includes. So it doesn't mean that it's replacing our rational minds. It is transcending and including. It's using all of the tools Beautiful. from our, the, you know, like the, the highest realm, the transrational, from the unconscious, from the conscious, from all of those. It's all of those and then some. So it's over and above. It's like, it's the <laughs> deepest, you might have heard it called the ground of being or the collective unconscious or like our deep knowing, our highest self. There's lots of words for this, this same type of thing. So it's making me laugh because I, I can hear inside myself going, you know, so when someone says, oh, you know, I'm, I'm explaining or I'm expressing a desire or a longing in my heart and it's a dream. It's something that I would like to actualize in the future. And someone would say to me, Stephanie, you're not being rational. I should actually congratulate them. <laughs> I should say, Congrat that's congratulations, Stephanie. I'm not being, I'm not being rational. Fantastic. I'm moving into transrational. I'm, I'm actually wanting to transcend and include that. Right. So that's that not realistic the life. It's not really great. Great. Because realism comes from behind us. Our past. We're going into the future and it's, it sounds like, oh, that's nice. Uh, I'm glad you guys can do that because, you know, the rest of us have to live in reality one of the things that I want to remind us of is that we just went through this pandemic, which changed our reality. And if we've learned nothing, we need to take away from this that our past would not have informed us about that. So where we're going, what we need to do as as a, as a people, as a, as a humanity, is to presence the future of the incoming. We need to build that skill. Yes, we need to create new neural network, new systems inside of our brain to be set up to be able to be present to what is the possibility. Mm -hmm. And in doing so, we need to stay curious because that's going to, we cannot, we, we don't have the capacity from our old world, our old self 
to be able to conceptualize or to, to be open to the possibilities. We have to let go of the caterpillar. We have to let go of the way of thinking, a way of thinking, of being, of thinking. Um, but I, and I think of this as like black and white thinking, right? Like if you, and I'll tell you, I just came up against some stuff with my own self around black and white thinking. Because I could say, oh, I'm not black and white thinking. Well, that's black and white thinking right there. <laughs> I just, you know, so it's like this or that, or like, you know, binary thinking is what I'm talking about. It's like, if we're in a place of that's right, and I, and this is wrong, or I'm good and you're bad, separation. Anything that we are doing of creating separation is going to create lacked mentality. And what I'm discovering is that that, that binary or black and white thinking is a way for my caterpillar self to stay safe because it doesn't mm -hmm. want to change. And so if, as long as I can stay in black and white thinking, I will literally disconnect myself from any possibility of ever going into cocoon and ever becoming a butterfly. Because it's scary. It's because it's, it's scary. It's unknown. So I want to give everyone an example of what I'm talking about out there. If you can't visualize it with me or, or hear what I'm saying, um, articulating what I'm saying, if you are not driving, I hope you're not right now. So if you are, pull over because I'm going to give you an example and it's going to require both of your arms. So take take your arms and cross your arms in front of you. Like you always do. So like you would, as if you know, you know, you're, you're listening to somebody and you've got your arms crossed in front of you, just like you That's always right. would. That's right. Just like you always would. And, you know, however old you are, guess how many times you've done this? Like, I, I can't even imagine. Like, I can't, like hundreds of thousands of times you've done it. Now look down and see which arm's on top. You probably don't even know which arm is on top because when we're talking about, you know, unconsciously competent, you have become unconsciously competent on how to do this. You yeah. don't even think about it anymore. It's comfortable. It's, completely, it's comfortable. You've completely wired your brain to know exactly. When I say cross your arms, you do this and you will do this the same time, same way, every single time that arm is going to be on top. And it's comfortable. Now, I want you to have a look at that arm again and now put the other arm on top. So you're going to open your arms up and put the other arm on top. Now it might take some practice because some a lot of times people kind of go, ah, I can't even do it. I can't even do it. My arm just doesn't, it wants to go back to the way it always has been. And that's the point. You see, as you're sitting here now with the other arm on top, there's probably lots of things going on in your mind going, how long is she going to make a stay like this? This is really uncomfortable. I want to go back to my other way because I am unconsciously competent in the other way. And so in order to change, we have to start again, right back from the, the beginning. I, I basically brought up this example to, to show you that you were unconsciously incompetent because you didn't know which arm was going to be on top. You just did it, you know, totally. You didn't know that you didn't know that you only did it one way, or maybe you did, you know, some of us do, but now we need to move into consciously, like now we're knowing, okay, we're consciously incompetent. We, we know that we don't know. And now we need to practice a new way. And this is what's being asked of us of letting go of the black and white thinking, being open to the possibility of the unknown, being curious, staying in wonder so that you can start to present what is going, what, what wants to happen for your future, which is going to be good. It's going to be beautiful if we're open to receive it. Think of concrete. Like when I say about black and white thinking, black and white thinking is like a concrete block. And in order to break up a concrete block, it's going to take an, a tremendous amount of force. 
And that tremendous amount of force is probably going to come as a blow to you. Mm. So either emotionally, mentally, you know, physically, that's where most people take it in the way of trauma or drama. You know, it, it breaks us up so that we can then open up and move into a transrational being. We can evolve. And so we can either choose be of choice and to create our capacity and our willingness to open to the possibility of the future, or we can actually be hit and thrown into it. It's your choice. It's called free will. You know, I mean, really it's, it's called free will. And so I'm loving this. It's, it's such an incredible time that we are all living in right now. When we're talking about outer systems, not working, it's because our internal inner network systems of our brain are so hardwired to putting those arms the same way every single time that we've got to find a way to break that cycle. And that's, I, I thank you for saying that because where I was thinking when you said it's called free will, I'm going to say yes and no, because <laughs> yes. we don't even know we don't know. Somebody says, right. cross your arms, and we do it the same way every time. Somebody says, what's your why? And we do it the same way every time. We are not in choice anymore because we, right. we haven't brought our attention to it. So the, the Buddhists call it beginner's mind. And how do we cultivate beginner's mind in our world so that we start to become aware of the places that we're not aware <laughs> so that we can be in choice so that it is free will so that we can say, you know what? I don't know. And that's okay. Yeah. And I'm willing to be in that conversation. And what I loved going back to the woman that we started the conversation about, what I loved about her saying, I don't know my why was she's at the place where she can explore it. And so I'm going to give you guys an exercise out there. When you get to that place where you're like, I don't know, you can do a couple of different things. One of them is go back into black and white and grasp at something and say, this is it. I got it. Mm -hmm. Or you can open up the possibilities, and we've talked about this in a couple of other podcasts, and say, what are some options? Make a list of 100 different whys. You know, like, for example, that was the, the exercise that I gave to this woman was like, write down 100 different possible whys that you might have. And instead of limiting yourself to one, like, start exploring and open that that genie bottle of like, Ooh, all the possibilities. Oh my gosh. Right. Yeah. That's called, a, and that's called abundance. So any of you out there who are thinking right. that you're in scarcity or lack, that's black and white thinking. Right. It's black. And white. So it's like, if you open and stay curious and open to possibilities, now you're being open to abundance and that something from your future is going to ignite you. It's going to light up. It's going to draw you. That is going to like, literally lead you into a way that you would never even thought possible because you're not in your figuring it out. You're actually in the unknown. And that is the most miraculous, most beautiful, most extraordinary place, most magical place that you can be in. And when we can own it, and I don't mean it from a black and white place, but when we can really love and accept ourselves as being there, 
graciously, then literally the world just wants to give to you, just wants to completely rain down on you every possibility. And then you get to choose. Then you are in control, but it's from a different place. Right. Yeah. You're totally in in choice. choice. You haven't limited yourself. You actually opened and expanded yourself. And you said, like you said, that's abundance. Mm -hmm. And now I'm in choice from that place. Instead of here's my story and it's this one little sliver. And now you've limited yourself to that one story. Open that up and be like, what are some other possible stories? What are some other possible wise? Let me try this one on for size. Go down that road. And so Einstein, and then I'll wrap this up because uh, I I just, I'm so excited. I want to keep going. (laughs) But Einstein was known for his imaginal mind experiments. And you can go look this up online. And he would do most of his experiments in his mind before he put anything down on paper. So one of the things that you could do is, you know, you write down a why or a a possible story or just go explore it in your mind, live it to it's like, what, what could that be like? Where could that go and do an imaginal mind experiment with that? Play with it. And that gets us into that whole being playful. And, you know, when you're playful, there's abundance too, because you're, you're bringing joy to it. Lightheartedness. Lightheartedness. We are so needing to all lighten up, aren't we? Mm. You know, and that's what we talk about enlightenment. It's that we become lighter. And we are particles of light. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, you have some wonderful exercises for this week. We would love to hear from you on, hey, did you try some of them out? Let us know. You can join us at the Soulful Leaders, both on LinkedIn and on Facebook. We will see you all next week on the Soulful Leader Podcast. And that wraps up another episode of the Soulful Leader Podcast with your hosts, Stephanie Allen and Marin Oslak. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to dive deeper, head over to our website at thesoulfulleaderpodcast.com. Until next time.